you know, sometimes you just gotta do things the right way, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, today, I just want to tell you, oh, by the way, it's Mr. Pig, uh, I'm, uh, Abigail's pig, uh, some would say Abigail's my human, but anyway, uh, I just wanted to tell you to, uh, listen to the Sean Geek podcast, and, uh, make sure, um, if you're a stuffed animal like me, that you make sure you cuddle with your, uh, best friends all the time. Goodbye. around me here, Shiny Podcast. I'm going to spit out a quick little episode here before the Monday uh, episode part two with Bifana Boy, 204, Corey Geek, and of course the regulars, Fast Fret Fingers and myself. We've got another episode dropping on Monday of uh, that whole thing where we play the game Five Faces of Geek. What is Five Faces a Geek? You'll find out on Monday. It's a fun little game we talk. Uh, fun little game that we play, I should say. And um, it's it's a lot of fun. It's actually... It's a lot of fun. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. It's, it's a blast. Anyway, it is Friday morning. The Friday of the release of Avengers Endgame. I am not going to see it tonight. I am not going to see it tomorrow when we bought our pre-sale tickets. If the theaters were not already sold out, we um, uh, there was only like there weren't seats together that uh, that we could buy, or there was only front row or second row. Which I'm sorry, I uh, I've seen a couple of movies front row before. And, uh, I'm not doing that again. Uh, especially for three hours. So, I've got, we got our tickets for Sunday night. And, uh, we're going Sunday night. So, what does this mean? The final Avengers movie. Now, I'm hearing a couple things that this is not the final, uh, Marvel Phase one, two, three, whatever. It's not the end of the uh, the whole thing that Spider-Man: Far From Home is going to be that film. So probably an epilogue. In a way, it'll be an epilogue to the whole to the whole thing. So what does it mean to me? So some of you grew up in Star Wars. I mean, I did for sure, and uh, definitely love the Star Wars movies. And they're definitely you know, they're definitely the thing. Growing up, they were, uh, I mean, they invented pop culture. The whole Star Wars experience, the films coming out, the toys, the um, being in theaters for forever, the box office, all those things, that created um, fandom as we know it, or fandom at the level that we know it today. Marvel, when the first 
uh, Marvel Studios film came out, which is Iron Man followed by uh, Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, I should say. I, um, I'm going to be honest, I lost my shit. Um, those two films were great. Uh, when I saw them, they were everything I wanted, uh, everything I expected. Actually, exceeded every single expectation. I'm I'm a comic zombie. I'm uh, a junkie uh, for the uh, four color page. Wow, this is a noisy stretch of highway. I'm sorry, people. Anyway, um, I I I love comics. I don't think people understand how much I love comics. Um, even today, even today. So I'm reading Graveyard Mind by Chadwick Ginther, and. Um, I'm still reading it, and it's not because the book isn't good, because I'm actually quite enjoying it. Uh, I'd love to get Chadwick on the show at some point. But when the comics come in, you stop everything you're doing and read the comics that came in. You could be, I remember when I was in university, you could be writing an essay. And, um, or doing a paper or, or whatever, like doing schoolwork, and you would stop everything to read the stash of comics. That hasn't changed for me. Uh, I still do it. I still, I mean, I don't collect regularly like I used to, but um, I'm, I'm now in an obsessed getting uh, trade paperbacks from the library phase to try out and sample things that I've never bought before. And I've got, I'm on hold list for a whole bunch of different comic books. Uh, recently uh, read uh, Umbrella Academy and I'm reading Saga by Michael K. Vaughan. And I'm reading Batman, uh, some 52 stuff. Uh, so I'm, as those become available at the library, I get my little notice on my phone, I go pick them up, and then I instantly stop doing whatever I'm doing at the moment. That is writing, working out, um, still look after my kids, still see my wife, but any and all free time that I have goes to reading those comics. Chadwick, Chadwick's book included, so I'm sorry, buddy. Um, so I'll rush through those comics and then go back to my regularly scheduled programming. The same applies to the films. When the films come out, and um, luckily, uh, my wife and I are both mainlining Marvel movies. So when a new Marvel film comes out, we drop everything we're doing and we go see the film. We sometimes by the seat of our pants, you know, looking, getting a sitter, um, seeing a show at an odd time, we'll still go see it generally see it opening weekend or at least by the weekend following but we make it happen one way or the other so you gotta understand I like these movies a lot I love these movies um, some people say you know this film this particular film wasn't any good or this film was kind of meh or it, it doesn't matter it does not matter to me. This is my dream. To see my four-color page up on the big screen. This is my dream. 
this is what I've always wanted to see. I've envisioned, I've written screenplays in my mind of seeing a four-color comic on the page. I thought about my own comic creations of bringing them to the big screen, seeing them up there and imagining what they would look like. You know, the minor adjustments to the costume to ground it a little bit, the uh, adjustments, the storylines, like, you have no idea. Like, I've, I've imagined Simca, my Simca comic, as a, as a big screen movie from the, from the, from the go. When, when I ran the Simca game, it was a little colorful. And then when I wrote the Simca comic, I grounded it a bit more. And then I started writing the novelization of Simca. Yes, that is a thing. And it will see the light of day at some point, but it's on the back burner. But I, I started it, and I grounded it a bit more. I love the adaptation of comic to screen. I do. Back in the day, I used to follow uh, Comics to Film, though the website is devoted entirely to uh, comics on the big screen. It doesn't matter to me if I get a comic book movie and it's, eh, some people hate it, some people dislike it. It's a comic book movie on the big screen. This is a thing. I even lived through some of the, some of the quote unquote bad movies from, you know, the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, comic book adaptations that studios wanted to completely rearrange and change to make them fit with the, uh, you know, the common consciousness to make it more interesting, more fun, uh, more commercially, uh, saleable, uh, you know, movies like, you know, Shaq's Steel, uh, or, uh, I don't know, Meteor Man, or, or, uh, Spawn from the, the 90s, I guess. Um, the Christopher Reeves movies, as great as they were, the bad, you know, the bad movies were not that great. But I still liked them, man. The bad Batman movies, I still liked them, man. You know, uh, even the, the 1960s Batman TV show, you know what? As hokey and cheesy as it is, it's freaking Batman in, you know, living color. I, I can't... You know, people may say, oh, well, you know, um, for example, may say uh, Iron Man 2 is not a good movie or um, the first Captain America was a little stale. No way, man. No way, man. I love those movies. Are they my favorite Marvel movies? Captain America First Avenger is. Uh, that's probably a top five for me. And there's many, many reasons for that. Maybe that's a, a future episode to talk about why I think that movie is perfect. Uh, same thing with The Incredible Hulk, why that movie is perfect. Um, disagree with me if you want, that's fine. But from my growing up obsessed with comics, making my own, drawing, writing, uh, coloring them myself, like all that stuff, all that stuff I did growing up, all that obsession... Uh, reading comic, like going to bed early. I used to go to bed early when I was a kid 
because I was allowed to read in my bed before. There we go. Let's get some power here, kids. That's right. Um, I used to read comics before bed. That was my reading time. So bedtime's 8 o'clock. I'm in bed at like right after dinner, 5.30, 6. And I'm going in and I'm reading my comics and rereading them and rereading them and rereading them and rereading them. And this person's on my ass and I don't know why. There, you know what? If you want to go 150 down the perimeter, power to you, kid. Anyway, I would even, I had a lot of comics in my collection that maybe weren't great, you know, that weren't awesome, but I I still, like I still read them and read them over again and read them over again and yeah, maybe the line art wasn't that great in this particular one. But maybe the writing was was pretty good, or, or vice versa. The art is dynamic, and the story is man. I, I still would read and reread and reread my entire comic collection that I have, which is ginormous. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm closing in on ten thousand comics. I still go back. I, I don't think there's anything that I haven't read, reread in that collection. And some of the stuff I've reread, you know, I've reread uh, 20, 30 times. There's no such thing as a bad Marvel movie, and there's no such thing as a bad comic book movie. I'm, I'm going to see anything and everything that comes out. Um, but with the Marvel movies in particular, I see them with, when they come out, right when they come out. And very often, I'll pick them up and add them to my... Uh, Blu-ray collection, and yeah, I still buy Blu-rays, you follow the show, you know I do, and you know why, we can talk about that again later, because that's going to come up again, but these movies are important to me, this isn't uh, a a temporary obsession, like a show like Mad Men, or uh, Breaking Bad, or, you know, those shows where... Uh, it becomes a cultural movement, but for five minutes. Maybe those are probably the worst examples. Mad Men and Breaking Bad still hold up, and those are great, great shows. But there might be another cultural obsession that people are going to forget about five years from then that, you know, everyone was watching, everyone was talking about the show lasted a season, and everyone dropped off, and everybody forgot about that show. Or it doesn't hold up ten years from now. Comic books aren't like that for me. They are... They are it. They are the thing. And seeing them up on the big screen, like, yes, this is far more important than Star Wars to me. Star Wars did not come from the printed page. It came, it was a movie. It was written for the big screen. It was a movie. And don't get me wrong, Star Wars is fucking great. It is awesome. I love Star Wars. I do. I really do. But notch 10, you know, 10 points higher than that are comics, specifically Marvel, because I was a Marvel zombie. Like my DC, I do have a bunch of DC, but predominantly, it's probably 90% Marvel, 5%, uh, 5%, nah, it's probably 
85% Marvel, 10% DC, and then 5% everything else. Um, but I, I love Marvel comics. I even love them when they're not any good. I even love them when they're doing the gatefold covers, the, the foil, uh, the diamond, uh, diamond embossed, uh, 3D, you know, you know, I hate all that stuff, but you know, I might get mad at a family member, but I still love them. So it's the same thing. Um, I mean, this is Avengers Endgame, man. Like the movies have closed in. I guess here's the difference. Here's the difference. I've got a few different favorite artists and writers that I follow. You get J. Michael Straczynski, who's always a top. Well, he he's probably my top guy. Uh, I don't know. It's it's always a tie between him and Kurt Busiek. Those two guys are gods. Two of the best writers ever in the history of comics. Um, their writing is cinematic. Their writing is... I, I mean, this is the... These are the Shakespeare's of the comic world. Like, honestly. Um, they're, just, they're just great. They're epic. They're sweeping. That's what these Avengers movies have been. They've been the best runs by Kurt Music on the Avengers. Yeah, that's probably good. Or the best uh, JMS, J. Michael Straczynski run on Spider-Man. Like, that's what these films are. Um, there's been mediocre Avengers runs. Well, not, not even, you know what? I love the Avengers comics. I do. I, um, they're great. I even like the Bendis stuff that you know, it wasn't my favorite stuff, but I could, I, I could enjoy it because it was Marvel. But the importance of this movie coming out, you know, being a four-year-old kid reading my comics in my bedroom, and then seeing this up on the screen, and seeing it done so well, the fact that everyone's behind it, and everyone's obsessed with, with the Avengers films, um, fact that the fact that I'm a comic guy and that's doesn't make me an outcast or nerd I mean I used to hide my comic collecting as a kid didn't let people know I was doing that and I was very careful about who I let know that I collected comics because I mean that was the sorts of things you get yourself beat up over like yeah I've been beat up for reading comic books of course I have been you know, those, uh, those Charles Atlas ads in the comic books from the 70s where the skinny little kid gets picked on by the bully and then uh, he hits the weights and then he gets bigger and then he's able to fight back against the bully. You know, that's what superheroes are. They're about the, the diminished person, the Peter Parkers of the world. Uh, you know, who are a little odd. They're a little, and they've got their own little secret that nobody knows about I'm secretly I go to night and I'm Spider-Man or you know I mean that's what being a comic nerd was in the 70s and earlier you had to hide that obsession because it was 
you weren't an adult if you read comic books. You weren't. And to see it hit mainstream like this is astounding. I like it's crazy. It's like all the cool kids want to hang out with the comic nerd. You know? Like it's crazy. It's crazy. When Nirvana or Nirvana, if you're American, when um, when Kurt Cobain said something along the lines of uh, the kids that used to the jocks and kids that used to beat me up in high school or you know, the all those people are coming to my shows and buying my record now and I, I don't like it at all. I don't mind it. Um, but you still hear those passing comments where, oh yeah, Iron Man 2 is a piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what? Honestly, I don't care. Your opinion doesn't matter to me. I'll have people say, oh, yeah, that's right. You're a Marvel. You're a comic guy. You, you like the comic book movies. So then they'll seek me out to give me my opinion on why um, Iron Man 3 sucked or, or whatever. Like they, they seek me out to tell me because, hey, I fit in. I saw the movie. I fit in. I'm a race to try to fit in with the jocks. And eat, or the, sorry, the jocks. Uh, all the time, so I wouldn't get beat up, you know, and now, the, the jocks are trying to fit in with the geeks, it's really, really weird, but you know what, you didn't like Iron Man 2 or Iron Man 3, or you didn't like Thor 2 or Thor, th- uh, you probably like Thor 3, but, you know, you didn't like the first two Thor movies, I love the first two Thor movies, I will admit, Thor 2, yeah, it could be a bit slow, sure, but there was still enough moments in it where, as a fanboy, as a comic nerd, as a guy who worships at the altar of of comic books and my own personal god is Stan Lee, I like Thor 2, and you can diss that movie all you want and point out all the, um, how bad it is and point out the scenes you didn't like. All you want. Ain't gonna sway me, man. Ain't gonna sway me. I am in a dream right now. And one further thing. Here's here's the thing that gets a little... Uh, I'm gonna get a little serious here. My best friend is my wife. True. My first real best friend I had was Richard. And Richard and me, we had uh, a friendship that honestly crossed everything. Everything. Even though he's been, uh, he's been not with us for almost 25 years now, I still think about that guy every day. And the reason the beginnings of our friendship was that bond that over comic books and being a nerd and being geek and being open to talk about it and not be afraid to share, you know, my obsession with comic books with somebody 
He was my best friend. He was awesome. And all these movies coming out, I often, very often, imagine that he's sitting next to me and my wife in that theater enjoying the movie. He never got to see all this stuff. He never got to see our four-color heroes come to the big screen. He never got the opportunity to see it. So every time I go see one of these films, it's another dream come true for him. You can diss it if you want, but this is another film that Richard would have wanted to see, good or bad. Now think on that for a while. For some people, that's what these movies are. Dreams come true. Avengers Assemble, we'll see you this weekend.